Welcome to Uranites for Chemistry. Chemistry is the science of molecules and their transformations. It is a science, not so much of the 100 elements but of the infinite variety of molecules that may be built from them. Uranites for Chemistry starts at basic level, helping you to prepare for college, pre-med, NEET or pre-engineering. Initially the syllabus is broken into topics related to physical, inorganic and organic. This initial part is the structure of atoms, energetics and reactions. This is basic level 1 with 8 parts. Amongst other things it has, structure of atom, classification of elements and periodicity and properties, chemical bonding and molecular structure, states of matter, thermodynamics, equilibrium, redox and hydrogen. In basic 1 you will learn, terms of structure, spontaneity and direction of equilibrium. The periodic table is the thread that will weave it all together. The second, basic level 2, deals with inorganic and organic chemistry. Currently, you are into the midst of thermodynamics and it has seven constituent subparts which you have to grasp. They are thermodynamics introduction, applications, calorimetry, enthalpy change, RH of a reaction, reaction enthalpy, enthalpies for different types of reactions, spontaneity and gives energy change and equilibrium. To completely understand states of matter, ensure that you listen to all the sections. Auditory mode of reading is a preferred valedictory method while being highly referred by teachers. Audio works as an accompaniment in recall and reassimilation of concepts. Finally, in times when road is necessary, audio is unparalleled. This episode speaks about the various chemical reactions involving generation of gases capable of doing mechanical work and of the generation of work. At the onset, please do not forget to like, subscribe, bell, comment and message. It will not only help improve hone and deliver our skills, we will be able to help you achieve what you are aiming for. We will promptly action, address read and reply the comments that you will leave behind, and from whichever platform you are replying from. We eagerly wait for them. 6.2. Applications It is important for us to quantify these changes and relate them to the changes in the internal energy. Let us see how. 6.2.1. Work First of all, let us concentrate on the nature of work a system can do. We will consider only mechanical work i.e., pressure volume work. For understanding pressure volume work, let us consider a cylinder which contains one mole of an ideal gas fitted with a frictionless piston. Total volume of the gas is by and pressure of the gas inside is P. If external pressure is PEX which is greater than P, piston is moved inward till the pressure inside becomes equal to PEX. Let this change be achieved in a single step and the final volume BBF. During this compression, suppose piston moves a distance, L and its cross-sectional area of the piston is A, figure 6.5A. Then, volume change equals L times A equals delta V equals VF, Vi. We also know, force pressure area equals therefore, force on the piston equals PEX. AFW is the work done on the system by movement of the piston then. W equals force times distance equals PEX. A, L, equals PEX. Delta, equals dash PEX delta V, equals dash PEX, VFI. The negative sign of this expression is required to obtain conventional sign for W, which will be positive. It indicates that in case of compression work is done on the system. 
Here, Vf, Vi, will be negative and negative multiplied by negative will be positive. Hence the sign obtained for the work will be positive. If the pressure is not constant at every stage of compression, but changes in number of finite steps, work done on the gas will be summed over all the steps and will be equal to minus P delta, figure 6.5, B. If the pressure is not constant but changes during the process such that it is always infinitesimally greater than the pressure of the gas, then, at each stage of compression, the volume decreases by an infinitesimal amount, dB. In such a case we can calculate the work done on the gas by the relation W equals minus PdVEXVVIF. Here, PEX at each stage is equal to, PIN plus DP, in case of compression, figure, 6.5C. In an expansion process under similar conditions, the external pressure is always less than the pressure of the system that is, PEX equals, PIN DP. In general case we can write, PEX equals, PIN plus DP. Such processes are called reversible processes. A process or change is said to be reversible, if a change is brought out in such a way that the process could, at any moment, be reversed by an infinitesimal change. A reversible process proceeds infinitely slowly by a series of equilibrium states such that system and the surroundings are always in near equilibrium with each other. Processes other than reversible processes are known as irreversible processes. In chemistry, we face problems that can be solved if we relate the work term to the internal pressure of the system. We can relate work to internal pressure of the system under reversible conditions by writing equation as follows. Wrev equals minus Vermont of EF integrated over PEX dV equals minus Vermont of EF integrated over PIN plus DP over dV. Since dPx dV is very small we can write Rev equals minus Vermont of EF integrated over PIN dV. Now, the pressure of the gas, PIN which we can write as P now, can be expressed in terms of its volume through gas equation. For n mole of an ideal gas i.e. PV equals nRT equals P equals nRT slash V. Therefore, at constant temperature, isothermal process. Rev equals minus Vermont of EF integrated over nRT dV slash V equals nRT lane VF slash V equals dash 2.303 nRT log VF slash V. Free expansion. Expansion of a gas in vacuum, PEX equals zero, is called free expansion. No work is done during free expansion of an ideal gas whether the process is reversible or irreversible. Now, we can write equation 6.1 in number of ways depending on the type of processes. Let us substitute W equals dash PEX delta V in equation 6.1, and we get delta U equals Q, PEX delta V. If a process is carried out at constant volume, delta V equals zero, then delta U equals QV. The subscript V and QV denotes that heat is supplied at constant volume. Isothermal and free expansion of an ideal gas. For isothermal, T equals constant, expansion of an ideal gas into vacuum, W equals zero since PEX equals zero. Also, Joule determined experimentally that Q equals zero, therefore, U equals zero. Equation 6.1, delta equals plus UQW can be expressed for isothermal irreversible and reversible changes as follows. 1. For isothermal irreversible change Q equals dash W equals PEX, 
VF, thy. 2. For isothermal reversible change. Q equals dash W equals NRT lane VF slash phi equals 2.303 NRT log VF slash phi 3. For adiabatic change, Q equals 0, delta U equals wad. Problem 6.2 2 liters of an ideal gas at a pressure of 10 atmospheres expands isothermally at 25 degrees Celsius into a vacuum until its total volume is 10 liters. How much heat is absorbed and how much work is done in the expansion? Solution We have Q equals dash W equals PEX, 10 to 2, equals 0, 8 equals 0. No work is done, no heat is absorbed. Problem 6.3 Consider the same expansion, but this time against a constant external pressure of one atmosphere. Solution we have Q equals dash W equals PEX, 8, equals 8 liter ATM. Problem 6.4 Consider the expansion given in problem 6.2, for one mole of an ideal gas conducted reversibly. Solution We have Q equals dash W equals 2.303 NRT log VF, versus equals 2.303 times 1 times 0 0.8206 times 298 times log 10 halves equals 2.303 by 0 0.8206 by 298x log 5 equals 2.303 by 0 0.8206 by 298 by 0 0.6990 equals 393.66 liters ATM 6.2.2. Enthalpy, H. A. A useful new state function. We know that the heat absorbed at constant volume is equal to change in the internal energy i.e., delta equals QV. But most of chemical reactions are carried out not at constant volume, but in flasks or test tubes under constant atmospheric pressure. We need to define another state function which may be suitable under these conditions. We may write equation, 6.1. As delta U equals Q peep delta of at constant pressure, where QP is heat absorbed by the system and delta of represent expansion work done by the system. Let us represent the initial state by subscript 1 and final state by 2. We can rewrite the above equation as U2 U1 equals QP, P, V2, V1. On rearranging, we get QP equals U2 plus PV2. Dash, U1 plus PV1. Now we can define another thermodynamic function, the enthalpy H, Greek word enthalpian, to warm or heat content, as H equals U plus PV. So, equation becomes QP equals H2H1 equals delta H. Although Q is a path dependent function, H is a state function because it depends on U, P, and B, all of which are state functions. Therefore, H is independent of path. Hence, QP is also independent of path. For finite changes at constant pressure, we can write equation as delta equals delta plus delta. Since P is constant, we can write delta equals delta plus delta. It is important to note that when heat is absorbed by the system at constant pressure, we are actually measuring changes in the enthalpy. Remember delta equals QP. 
heat absorbed by the system at constant pressure. Delta is negative for exothermic reactions which evolve heat during the reaction and delta is positive for endothermic reactions which absorb heat from the surroundings. At constant volume, delta V equals zero, delta tau equals QV, therefore equation becomes delta equals delta tau equals QV. The difference between H and U is not usually significant for systems consisting of only solids and, or liquids. Solids and liquids do not suffer any significant volume changes upon heating. The difference, however, becomes significant when gases are involved. Let us consider a reaction involving gases. If VA is the total volume of the gaseous reactants, VB is the total volume of the gaseous products, Na is the number of moles of gaseous reactants and NB is the number of moles of gaseous products, all at constant pressure and temperature, then using the ideal gas law, we write Fa equals NART and PVB equals NBRT. Thus, PVB Fa equals NBRT, NART equals NBNART or P. VB, VA, equals, NB na, RT. Or P delta V equals delta NGRT. Here, delta NG refers to the number of moles of gaseous products minus the number of moles of gaseous reactants. Substituting the value of P delta from equation 6.9 and equation 6.8, we get delta H equals delta plus NGRT. The equation is useful for calculating delta H from delta U and vice versa. Problem 6.5 If water vapor is assumed to be a perfect gas, molar enthalpy change for vaporization of 1 mole of water at 1 bar and 100 degrees Celsius is 41 kilojoules per mole. Calculate the internal energy change when 1 mole of water is vaporized at 1 bar pressure and 100 degrees Celsius. Solution I, the change H2O, L, H2O, G. Delta H equals delta U plus delta NGRT. Or delta U equals delta, delta TGR, substituting the values, we get. Delta U equals 41.00 kilojoules per mole minus 1 by 8.3 J per mole K to the power of minus 1 by 373 K equals 41.00 kilojoules per mole to 3.096 kilojoules per mole equals 37.904 kilojoules per mole b extensive and intensive properties in thermodynamics a distinction is made between extensive properties and intensive properties an extensive property is a property whose value depends on the quantity or size of matter present in the system for example mass volume Internal energy, enthalpy, heat capacity, etc. are extensive properties. Those properties which do not depend on the quantity or size of matter present are known as intensive properties. For example temperature, density, pressure etc. are intensive properties. A molar property, Qm, is the value of an extensive property Qi of the system for one mole of the substance. If n is the amount of matter, Qm equals Qi slash N is independent of the amount of matter. Other examples are molar volume, Vm and molar heat capacity, Cm. Let us understand the distinction between extensive and intensive properties by considering a gas enclosed in a container of volume 5 and at temperature T, figure 6.6a. Let us make a partition such that volume is halved. Each part, figure 6.6b. 
now has one half of the original volume. V divided by 2, but the temperature will still remain the same i.e. T. It is clear that volume is an extensive property and temperature is an intensive property. C. Heat capacity. In this subsection, let us see how to measure heat transferred to a system. This heat appears as a rise in temperature of the system in case of heat absorbed by the system. The increase of temperature is proportional to the heat transferred. Q equals coef times delta T. The magnitude of the coefficient depends on the size, composition and nature of the system. We can also write it as Q equals C delta T. The coefficient, C is called the heat capacity. Thus, we can measure the heat supplied by monitoring the temperature rise, provided we know the heat capacity. When C is large, a given amount of heat results in only a small temperature rise. Water has a large heat capacity i.e., a lot of energy is needed to raise its temperature. C is directly proportional to amount of substance. The molar heat capacity of a substance, Cm equals Cn, is the heat capacity for one mole of the substance and is the quantity of heat needed to raise the temperature of one mole by one degree Celsius, or one Kelvin. Specific heat, also called specific heat capacity is the quantity of heat required to raise the temperature of one unit mass of a substance by one degree Celsius, or one Kelvin. For finding out the heat, Q, required to raise the temperatures of a sample, we multiply the specific heat of the substance, C, by the mass M, and temperatures change, delta it has. Q equals C times M times delta equals C delta T. D, the relationship between Cp and Cv for an ideal gas. At constant volume, the heat capacity, C is denoted by Cv and at constant pressure. This is denoted by C. Let us find the relationship between the two. We can write equation for heat, Q at constant volume as. QV equals CV delta T equals delta U. At constant pressure is QP equals delta T equals delta H. The difference between CP and CV can be derived for an ideal gas as. For a mole of an ideal gas, delta equals delta U plus delta PV. Equals delta U plus delta RT. Equals delta U plus R delta T. Delta H equals delta U plus R delta T. On putting the values of H and U, we have CP delta T equals CY delta T plus R delta T. CP equals CV plus R. CP CV equals R. A message from Rebloom. Urania, the muse of knowledge is our custodian and our paragon. Because our vision is twofold. 1. To impart impartial knowledge and 2. Make stoke patients much bigger than what they were earlier. Stroke is the second leading cause of death amongst persons above 60 years of age. The fifth leading cause of death amongst 1559-year-old population and a leading cause of disability worldwide. 17 million people worldwide suffer a stroke each year of which 6.2 million will die and 5 million will remain permanently disabled. We at Rebloom are committed to helping patients much better than when they were, when they were debilitated by a stroke. All the episodes have been designed, created and made by a surviving stroke patient, albeit with the help of neural network language and artificial intelligence. If you like the episode and would want to help stroke patients, do think about navigating to our Patreon website, www.patreon.com slash urinites. A message from Rebloom. 
If you like the episode and do leave us a rating and a note in Apple, Spotify or wherever platform you watch your podcast from. These ratings will help us improve our skills. Urania, the muse of knowledge is our custodian and our paragon. Because our vision is twofold. To impart impartial knowledge and make stroke patients much bigger than what they were earlier. Stroke is the second leading cause of death amongst persons above 60 years of age. The fifth leading cause of death amongst 15-59-year-old population and a leading cause of disability worldwide. 17 million people worldwide suffer a stroke each year of which 6.2 million will die and 5 million will remain permanently disabled. We at Rebloom are committed to helping patients much better than when they were, when they were debilitated by a stroke. All the episodes have been designed, created and made by a surviving stroke patient, albeit with the help of neural network language and artificial intelligence. If you like the episode and would want to help make such more of them, do think about navigating our Patreon website, www.patreon.com slash We thank you for your unwavering support.